What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain if i say the words hot and i say the words delicious what comes to mind? Well, what should come to mind is truff hot sauce. It's hot and it's delicious. It has all the truffle flavors that you would ever possibly want mixed with all of the other spices and herbs that make a hot sauce amazing, but again, with the truffles, and then all the things that make it hot and spicy, the things that kick up your food a notch in all the ways, both in the flavor ways and in the heat ways. You guys gotta try this out. This is like the Cadillac of all hot sauce. If you don't try it, you're really like doing yourself a disservice. I mean, this stuff is absolutely incredible. It looks incredible. I mean, it'll pimp out your fridge. Like if you were going through, if MTV Cribs was going through and like you wanted to show off, you want to pop open your fridge, you want a bunch of fucking truff hot sauces in there because it's the best packaging, best hot sauce, period. Truffles and heat on everything. Go to truffhotsauce.com slash Aubrey, save 15%. Once again, that's truff, T-R-U-F-F, hotsauce.com slash Aubrey, use the code Aubrey, save 15% on the dopest hot sauce ever. And please go, that helps support the podcast. Thank you so much. Donald Cerrone and Joe Schilling are two of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Not just because Joe Schilling is one of the best kickboxers in the world, not just because Donald Cerrone holds the records for the most wins in the UFC, but it's the way they live. They live, as Donald says, a life worth living. And that life includes all kinds of crazy cool shit, including the utilization of sweat lodge techniques, of psychedelics. It will really expand the horizons of what you think about when you think about combatants, when you think about fighters, when you think about individuals like them, you'll actually get to know the real them that's behind it. And that's what's so cool about this podcast. For the first time ever, myself, Donald, and Joe sit down and have this conversation, and I hope you guys love it. We got the clap, gentlemen. It's official. We're here. That's the go? That's the go. <laughs> that's the go. What were you thinking, man? I don't know. What were you thinking? It was a clap, you know? It's for sound Sound checking. Damn. Damn. Cowboy Cerrone, Joe Schilling, on the same podcast. Wow. Crazy. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Joe, how you feeling, bud? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing, you been having fun in Austin, man? Man, I really like Austin. It's yeah. a cool city. Yeah? Real cool city. Did you have a lot of fun yesterday? Dude, let's just jump into that. Did you have fun oh, yesterday? Right. I, I, our friend Tim Kennedy came, and he, he was he did a little wrestling. He was yeah. doing a little wrestling with you. Yeah, Tim Kennedy is a... He's a he's an actual killer. <laughs> Cowboy been telling me for a while, yo, Tim Kennedy's a murderer. But yeah, he... Uh, yeah, it was a... Uh, wrestling with him was not fun i can only imagine if he had a knife or <laughs> yeah you know, 
in a dark hallway yeah, in, in some dark gloomy hallway. Afghan rundown shack, and right. you're just like, oh, this is the well. Guy at least you to- wouldn't have to be thinking about how bad it went because it would just be all over. You yeah. know, it'd be just lights out. So you know, it'd be there'd be game over. But now you can just you can marinate on it. Why don't you give us a play by play? How to how to go, <laughs> bud? Man, uh, it went it went. I don't know. This is a normal awful wrestling <laughs> practice, right? <laughs> Did he do anything rude, like pat your head or like whisper sweet nothings in your ear? No, no. He, <laughs> he, he, he patted my head. Yeah, he patted your head? Yeah, I had a cut open up on my forehead and he stuck his finger in it and then rubbed blood all over my face. Thanks. Ooh, like, like war paint. Like, thanks, Tim. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's freaky. Yeah. He was good. <laughs> yeah. Tim, Tim has that reputation. Maybe, Joe, he was just. You know, being a little sensitive because he knows he really doesn't want to spar you is probably probably the other side of the coin where he's like, yeah, I'll be mostly rude, but you know, no, I'll this guy mean, a hall I pass. Didn't, I didn't think it was rude. I mean, no, it was just a tough practice. Yeah, yeah. Because you are, you got another fight coming up, right? Mm-hmm. October fourth. October fourth. Um, you've been on a fucking smash and grab rampage, hmm. like just running through people anticipating yeah. more of the same on October yeah, yeah. 4th. I'm uh I'm really uh enjoying MMA. I keep getting better every fight and it's uh coming more and more comfortable with it. So Yeah. Yeah, so f- get a couple more uh improvements to go and then, you know, see where I'm, where I'm at. You know, the thing about both you guys and you were on a you've been on a great run too. I want to talk about the turnaround too cuz we we've been talking through this whole process and you were doing some sweat lodge stuff that really actually started to turn it and you like hit me up yeah and uh because there was a time there i think where most of us were watching you fight and we're like man it's been a fucking great run you know it's been a great run like man you know like that was awesome donald like really you fucking killed it you should be so proud of yourself and been on a great run but you were like no i'm still running i'm fucking still running so shut up and we're like yeah yeah okay man whatever (laughs) but then you started fucking running again and like one of the catalysts that you were saying to me was you started doing the sweat lodge in the Anipi tradition. Yeah. It uh I'm actually I feel naked here without it. We haven't been doing it at all. And we I'm like, I get back home Saturday, like, man, first thing we're doing is firing up a song. We were talking, we know we do it every day. Uh-huh. Sauna yeah. every day. It's it's fun, man, playing music and wearing these stupid ass sauna hats, and everyone's like, What are all those hats for? And, they protect there to protect your ears because it's so hot. Your so fucking hot. ears will roast. Well, we went That's to, why you wear silly elf hats. Yeah. It's and we not were, like a, where were we like just a, at? Where were we in uh, Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, How Jafari. are you doing there, That's bud? LaFonda. He's our wrestling coach. <laughs> and we went to a Russian sweat lodge and they banya. were banya and they were banya. dunking banya. them in water and i was like that's what you do with those oh that's that's yeah. smart dumping them in ice cold water yeah it's like oh. but they also beat you with sticks did they do that there? i did i had a stick beating treatment by a guy that i thought enjoyed it more than i did <laughs> right uh, for sure for sure when i was in moscow it was like it was just the chunkiest russian dude that's exactly what it balls was. just butt-ass naked his balls just sweating on me just beating me with sticks and leaves and i'm like no 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 yeah. <laughs> no this no i am not interested in this treatment here at all and then they're like oh it brings blood flow to the skin sure like i get it but i'm not interested not my jam not my jam but it's we get it really hot. We get it so hot in our sauna, we melt the lights. Lights are melted. Fire, uh, um, smoke detector melted off the wall. 
Well, that might be because you built it yourself, like fucking Christmas vacation style, yeah, where you're putting up your own lights. It's really good though. Like it's <clears throat> it's really comfortable. You can fit a lot of people in there. Like it's a good time. Yeah. But you did do it traditionally for a little while, though, right? Like, didn't you have someone, like, fucking re-engage your warrior spirit or some shit? <laughs> some, like, fucking sweat lodge shaman? We, yeah, we, um, yeah, we, that also, we went, I'm going to build one of those, too, now that you speak on that. But, yeah, with, uh, with what's the kid's name? That Jacob? Caleb. With the Indian, we went down, he has, like, a in, proper Wednesday afternoon uh-huh. Indian sweat lodge which the Indian ladies are the toughest things I've ever seen in my life because yeah. I'm dying. And they're in like full outfits with blankets on. Right, because in the Lakota tradition, women cannot wear, they have to cover their whole body pretty much. Oh my gosh. Much, and you, I'm looking, which, I'm like crying, like it's so hot, I can't even take it. Yeah, and they're, they're just back a, there. They're in a fucking moo. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. That's, that's a, you know what? That's a very- There's just a lot of rules there. At my, there's a lot of rules. At, at my sauna- there's no rule you can have a beer in there if you want it's pretty open (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a different thing though i mean both are both are super valuable but i think it was good because there's something with the prayers and the music i mean this is a tradition of the people the native americans the people of this land have been doing this for shit thousands of years and like some of some of those songs and some of those prayers and some of the ways that that handles is a pretty powerful medicine, but it would be a lot to do that like uh, every day. And also, you know, the rules are prohibitive. Like when we do, I'll do traditional sweat lodges and I'll bring, you know, some girls there with me, like Whitney will go and they'll be like, you have to wear this muumuu and she'll yeah. be just looking at them like, and I a have to do what? Yeah. <laughs> I have to wear a fucking muumuu? You know, so there's some traditions that are, that are definitely challenging. Um, I mean, I can't even express how hot it is it is like for one there's not even any fire in there they just get these lava rocks molten hot bring them in with deer antlers and you're like oh how bad could this suck like wishing you could have an exit hot yeah yeah it's and they're like you can leave if you want to you just can't come back in and then you don't want to be the guy that (laughs) crawls out while the women are just sitting there with their ponchos on you're like (laughs) it feels like my face is melting off it was and they, the singing helps because, at least where we did it, they would like say a verse and then everyone would kind of yell it back. Yeah. And the yelling back is just you get really yelling, oh, fuck, it's fucking hot in here, like, you know, yep. in, in, in an Indian language, I think. Yeah. And it's like, it's actually praying for help. Like, it'll, it get, for it'll help. get hot enough. Like, probably, you know, most of us, we have, especially and this is something else i want to talk about especially like because we've been introduced to psychedelics in our lives like we have some spiritual understanding of a greater force maybe we like the word god maybe we don't like the word god but probably most of us don't try to pray until shit gets really fucked up even then i don't yeah right, <laughs> right? Yeah. like like things and that's typical human beings like it's not like i deny the existence of the possibility for things to come in and help me but i have to be like crawling around on the ground not knowing if i want to well, vomit you know, or you, cry you're, you're either fucking... really sick or you're really fucking in trouble when you bring jesus and god into the conversation <laughs> right when you, when you're like all of them all you're of them, like yeah. zeus yeah. All, whoever whoever we got here somebody somebody oh help but i think that situation so the sweat lodge a lot of those songs are prayer songs wakantanka like the great spirit it's so bad that you almost have to surrender and be like, just fucking help, you know? And I think that's part of the medicine. It's the medicine of taking away the ego, which says, oh, I got all this on my own and saying, 
all right, it's okay to ask for help here from like the forces that be. Well, there's got to be some sort of power in it where um, all over the world in different areas. Like when I was in Finland, they did mm -hmm. something similar but different. You know what I mean? Like there's yep. got to be something involved with the sauna no doubt. session. And, and you know what and I mean? No matter what you're praying or thinking or whatever. Yeah. Mesoamerica, it's the it's the temascal which is the same idea instead of blankets and a teepee it's stone so it's like a little stone that's igloo. how i do mine so when i was in yeah, finland yeah. they would have a fire in a room in like a closed room and they'd let the fire burn all the way out and then people would go in they would let the smoke out and then like the whole room was just like torched and super super fucking hot you sit yeah. on wood and it would burn you like crazy hot all the all the different cultures have realized that there's ways to get transformation somewhat high but also like massive transformation just with the natural elements heat cold breath you know like movement dance like all of these different things are all they all work you know like there's all ways to like affect the human body in an interesting way and i don't know man i mean i think that that seemed to me to be one of like one of the turning points for you instead sure. of being at the end of your run being like no nah, i think i got this and you were right you were right. <laughs> you still got this. Still got this. I love it though, man. The, like Andrew took a sparring. I was telling you the other day, I had so much fun sparring the other night. Just, I love this sport. Like today yeah. we had jujitsu with, with Big Ten again. And mm -hmm. like, I just, I love, I love like the physicality of going out there and training and, and enjoying my day to day. Right. Like some days I feel like I have to go to work, but most of the time I get to go to work, you know, I get the opportunity to go do what I love. And as cliche as that sounds, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like today, you know, there's a room of black belts and I'm like, God, we get to go roll with a bunch of guys that are going to use their skills to, I want to see what they got. Let's mm -hmm. go. Let you, you talk about, you know, checking your ego. I love it. I love to see what, what they have. And, uh, to me, it's that's the funnest part of us. And then I get a September 14th, get the showdown, the real deal, right. Holyfield. <laughs> G, yeah. But you do that with, I mean, that's your attitude towards all life, right? Like, what are you doing on Thursday? You're getting pulled, you're going barefoot skiing, pulled by a helicopter. Yeah. Like, that's the same shit. That's the same <laughs> That's shit. what I was just thinking when he was talking. It's the like, same. We have it's so like, much fun doing all the other shit. It's yeah. Like, that's just one part of the day. Um, and like if if you were doing all the other shit you'd just be watching fighting on tv going like damn i wonder what that's like <laughs> I wonder, you couldn't handle it right? cowboy if you weren't fighting you could not handle that shit because if you see something exciting it could be underwater it could be in the air it could be fucking in the whatever you're like oh yeah i'm i'm i want to try that and you, no that. way you could sit and watch fights and you would just fight, it would yeah. drive you crazy <laughs> So like, of course you're a fighter, and and you then then you can do the other stuff too. But fighting you really have to train for, you know. Like you can be kind of a jackass and get behind a helicopter with barefoot. In fact, you're probably going to put jackasses behind that same <laughs> helicopter and laugh as they get fucking trounced in the water. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. For sure, signing up for that on Thursday. We're doing that. For I told sure. I told Shane I'll today. I said I want <laughs> I want to hold on to the strut, and I want you just to take off like a rocket as high as you can go as fast as you can go and when i think i'm high and fast enough i'm gonna let go and try and just gain her as many times as i can into the river that's that's my start off plan uh-huh that's on brand <laughs> you know that's really on brand i like that all right all right i'm gonna go back to this other thread though so all right so sweat lodge doing the sweats and then integrating like psychedelics into your lives as well i think you guys have been not only better fighters but like as far as i've seen better humans 
Like there was a kind of like a restlessness that seems to be, in my opinion, and I'm just look observing from the outside. I don't know shit, but like you seem to, there seems to be kind of like a a settling of your of your consciousness that I think is translating to success in the ring cage and also translating to success in just living life to a certain degree. I mean, would you guys say that the the psychedelics have played a role in somewhat someone in shaping that aspect of your life? Uh, possibly. I think that along with like maturity and maybe all of those things all come together at once or whatever, but I think that... Uh, Yes, experience like, like definitely a, plays a part too right yeah you're gonna yeah. learn from your mistakes some people but, do and some learn I from other people's mistakes i wish i was that guy like yeah. if you watch joe burn himself on the on the skillet you would be like oh i bet that's hot me i'd have to go fucking touch it with my face and be like oh that's fucking that is hot like i wish i wish i had that learn from other people i don't people. know who has that right <laughs> i don't I think, know a person who has i think that. that's where you have like it's for me i've had like breakthroughs where you're you know tripping or whatever and you psychedelics for me are like magic mushrooms have always put me in a place where like you get to an uncomfortable spot in the trip and it's something that you have to deal with or perspective that changes and then that breakthrough or whatever then it kind of you, you kind of get it does mm-hmm. that make sense like uh of course you know anything i've ever learned in my whole life was didn't make sense until that voice in my head made it make sense you know what i mean whether i'm in math class and someone's teaching me something until that inner voice in my head is like oh it's two plus two is four then you get it you know what i mean so i think that those those things happen with the the mushrooms for me i think that's the main i think that's the main reason why it is so fucking effective is because it's you figuring shit out I, i read lots of books and they'll tell me impeccable stuff and then i'll like read it and nothing will change and then i'll do mushrooms or dmt and then i'll have the same thought and i'll be like genius i'm applying this to my life immediately and then i'll go back and read the book and i was like oh that's exactly what was said like fucking in the book that was written a hundred years ago like congratulations aubrey you're a fucking genius you just had to tell it to yourself like a jackass instead of just being able to absorb the knowledge but you know it from that moment but once, you know once it. you've said it like once that happened yep. and you feel like whatever you now you know that you, you know, know it. And even if you trick yourself and don't do it, like you always still know it. And that's the beauty of when it's like you finding answers yourself. Like what you're saying, when you touch the skillet, you know it's hot. Yeah. Right. Someone just tells you it's hot. You're like, right. well, how hot was it? Yeah, well, how hot, you know, what does hot feel like anyways? <laughs> you know, you don't know. It's what it's like, it's like if someone's going to describe like an avocado to you, like this is what an avocado is. Like you don't know an avocado till you fucking eat an avocado and have some guacamole and shit. You don't know. You'll never know. Like, oh, let me describe sex to you. You're like, yeah, I think I understand it. No, you don't. You don't understand shit. You have to have sex to understand sex. Yeah, like it's called what the Greeks called gnosis. It's like knowing without just thinking about knowing it. It's like knowing it. Like that's really the only way that we actually know anything, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Hmm. like i don't know i don't know what it's like to fucking fight someone in front of people i'll never know i will never know i've had i got lots of friends i can like imagine but i don't know that i can i think that's the advantage of anything and i think that's why i like hanging with people who do crazy shit and have like excelled because they have a set of knowledge that has taught them a certain amount of things by experience not just by like book smarts but by experience they've learned stuff They've learned stuff that only a select few in the world have learned. You know? That's the good shit. 
those people are always like invited to the dinner table. <laughs> you know? uh, for sure. So, all right, Gaethje, for you. Yeah. You've already you already set the records. You already got the most wins, UFC. But now I got to set it so far that these young kids coming up, they can't these, touch these it. These young bucks can't touch it. It's the true. scary young bucks that are good at everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Grown up. Man, the only thing I got Doing left over is the man strength. That's the only thing I got on. <laughs> Which is another thing you don't understand. Like, how does how has your dad grab you so strong <laughs> until you become a man? You're like, oh, come here, you little motherfucker. Let me, right. let me let me get a hold of your little ass. Yeah, that's the only thing I got on these young kids when we're in the gym sparring. I, I can I can man strength them a little uh-huh. bit, you know. Kick them in the neck. <laughs> yeah. That uh, is that. I mean, you just love you love the process of it, right? Yeah, I mean, the that's process gotta, to me is the journey. That's got to be the the number one reason. Oh, yeah. But then there's a, you know the other goals are, you know, probably yeah. I guess like you said, like just setting that legacy. Setting that legacy is you've always lived up to your word. I mean, you tattooed it on your body, right. which is fucking commitment. <laughs> you know, like yeah. But like you've always lived up to that anywhere, anytime mentality, and that legacy is a legacy that will never be forgotten and that's pretty fucking cool and it and it carried on i mean that's that's got to be a i guess a continued part of your motivation too for sure man i and that's just like a worth ethic that i have like if you say you're gonna do it do it you know like these kids drive me crazy that say i'll fight anyone anywhere and then when it comes time they're like oh except for that one you know that guy my shoulders hurt and i don't really feel like it you know like man I don't understand like the the business plan of the UFC sometimes where people get to like decide who and when they want to fight and it drives me crazy man to be honest with you I'm I'm always just when what's the next what's the next day like I'm trying to get this one and hopefully one more before the year's out you yeah know? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I want you the UFC I mean they must genuinely love dealing with you because it's, you're probably the easiest person to deal with in the thing they're like whenever they need a fight they're like you are the number one you're on the fucking number one speed speak call yeah you're on, like fa- I said, you're I don't on ever, favorites all the way up at the top i don't like, ever need a who i don't i don't care just give me a win that's all yeah. i need is a date yeah you can you could give me the opponent's name an hour before i walk in there and fight him i just need to i just need to know <laughs> september 14th i'm fighting in vancouver uh-huh. and so. it's not like he's on a list of short notice things twitter will come across the page and we'll be in the truck and be like yo so-and-so pulled out and he'll be like i'm texting dana like right there it's not everyone it's not like they're calling <laughs> yeah. him and offering him these fights he's begging he's going them. out there and and getting them yeah i love it that's good man that's good it. and that's- i guess when i quit loving it is when i'll be done you know but still got a long run yeah or if or if you get if you get a little stupid yeah that like because that can happen you know and that's it's not anything that to be to joke about but like the effects and it can be reversed i've also seen it like reversed where mm-hmm. temporarily people are like whoa that's the same story three times my friend <laughs> yeah. like that's when you know like take it like chill like chill lots of cbd like lots of fish oil like do some floating let's <laughs> let's look at some different options here yeah, lines mean you know and like that's the that's the other that's the other thing it's either no fun or you have to have an accurate assessment but um glad to see as i said and maybe i should you know maybe those occasional like mushrooms have been shown in certain research to have neurogenesis to help repair the brain in certain ways by changing the blood flow patterns in the brain itself 
So who knows? I don't know. I'm not I'm not a scientist and researcher, but either way, I know that you guys are not repeating the same stories. Uh and yet. you're not yet. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. And y'all are doing you y'all are doing good as like athletes and as humans. And I'm so I'm fucking stoked for that. Right. Thanks, Aubrey. Yeah. For real. By now you obviously realize you're listening to one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. So of course we at On It had to make a shirt to commemorate that. It is the Cowboy Cerrone BMF t-shirt. It's the giant logo he has in his gym. It is a cowboy with a skull, some guns, an American flag. It's now colored all fresh in those Southwest vibrant colors on a nice black tee. It's dope as fuck. Go to onit.com slash Aubrey. Save 10% on this shirt. And wear it when Cowboy continues to fight because he has no plans of stopping. He's going to keep going. He's going to set that record for wins so far that nobody's going to catch it. Well, somebody always catches it. That's the nature of records. But nonetheless, get the t-shirt. It's rad. I'm wearing it now. I think you guys will dig it. Onit.com slash Aubrey. And your dad now and stuff? Dad like being now? like dad of the year? <laughs> right. That's great. I love it, man. It's I never thought I mean, you hear people talk about how that changed your life and it's, you never know until you know. Till yeah. you, till you, till you know it. And it's unbelievable, man, how like that little fucker is just it's so cool to see him like grow and move and learn and every day he's doing new things. Like, wow, it's fucking cool, man. All right, so what are you gonna do when he starts doing the shit that you did when you were young? You can't wait. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cheer him on. Dirt bikes. He already, got, he's he's already, already, he already he's has already a four wheeler. Yeah, he's got his own gun. He's got his own four wheeler. <laughs> he's got his own leathers. He's got like all his own shit. He's got <laughs> his own horse. He got his own horse. Just, just to the people know, how old is this child who has all these? He things? is uh, 14 months old. <laughs> okay, okay. <Right? laughs> yeah, but he's got oh all God. those things yeah. already. Oh, he's, he's got, got like he's three dirt bikes. Yeah, he's gonna have the time of his life. All right, what happens? Well, this like, guy, this guy said to uh, say like having a baby wasn't gonna change him. Really, man, he's gonna change you so much. Now he's fourteen months old, and he just had. Now he's ready to be a principal. He just had a huge kids camp at his house. I know, right? You're awesome. teaching kids all kinds of stuff. Really so, cool. That was really a lot cool. of fun. That was so fun. Yeah, I wanted fourteen. We ended up doing. What did we have? 30, 34? 31 kids show up, and it was exhausting. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, wow, you guys have more energy than me. This is insane. <laughs> and it was tons of fun, wrestling and, and striking and playing. We played hard. We played hard. You caught some rattlesnakes and caught stuff. Caught some rattlesnakes. Yeah. Just did some like did some stuff. Yeah. They're not going to forget that. I hope not. I hope I hope not, you know. I'm yeah, you showed me a text from one of those kids. Yeah. Like, he couldn't have been more pumped. Right? It was uh it was awesome, man. It was, and the best was the parents like, "Oh yeah, sure." Go with Cowboy for a week? No problem. It was nuts. It was so fun, man. Uh, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, all right. So let's play this hypothetical scenario. Okay. Your kid is going to school and he gets sent home because he's been in a fight. Oh, it's already going to happen because right now he doesn't like go to daycare or anything because I'm home mostly all day. So we, we watch him as like a like a mini tribe man literally like we just all take turns helping and watching the boy in training camp and not yeah. you know but Lindsay goes and works out at the at the gym there and they have like a little daycare first time he walks in there there's a little six-year-old playing he runs over and double legs the kid and crawls on top of him and, Whoa. The, and the kid is just laying there like help somebody help me and meanwhile Daki's just on top of him i'm like oh hell yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no, these poor, these poor kids. You'll just have to teach them like this is when they deserve it. Yes, this yeah. is when they don't deserve it. And yeah. sometimes the lines yeah. are going to get a little blurry. I can't wait till my kid comes home and says he got in a fight, dude. You know, it's cool. It's yeah. it, it's yeah. like telling your kid, man, you'd rather be a, a you know a gardener who's who learns martial arts other than being you know, and then being a gardener who's in a fight you know what i mean yeah. like you'd way rather have him know the skills and not need it than of yeah. course totally right? that's yeah that's I kinda... just, but i like uh <clears throat> obviously they know when they can and can't get in a fight and it's okay but like i want i'm like ra i'm raising a man like that's what i tell my kids all the time i want my kids are going to be able to stand up for themselves they're going to stand up for women they're going to stand up for what's right they're going to have like confidence you know what i mean so when i think about them getting in a fight and like standing up for themselves and proving that that sounds crazy that i'm saying that at a young age i think it's i think it's dope yeah you know what i mean i think that's an important distinction like realize that the whole time you're raising a man yeah you know and, and there's a certain level of respect that you give i think you can give a kid like a future man that is sometimes like a almost like a ruthless love of like it's it's always the love's always there but it's firm it's like no no son you're you're a man you're just not in that body yet it's yeah. coming yeah. 100%. you know what i mean like 100 that that makes the most sense because then they know right from the start like oh i'm a man i'm just growing i have right. like little you know my muscles aren't there yet but that's what i am and that's what i'm training to be and what does that mean and i think you got it exactly right he's he's a protector you know he's like a but he's a, also got to be scared to death of me yeah no yeah for sure he knows the ass whipping he's gonna when he comes home from school like yeah dad i got in a fight and beat this kid up and i'm like that's good but you know the ass whipping daddy's gonna give you <laughs> you know because i think he'll know Donald. yeah that's well I that's what i know until but there will be a turning point there, yes, when he'll, yes. <laughs> he'll be like oh really oh dad? really oh really dad that's why i'm, I'm a, 19 now and I'm you're a, fucking 59 i'll, I'll still whip his ass <laughs> you i'll still be so? in, i'll still be in the ufc you yeah. think so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that is that is an interesting turning point for like uh for a kid when you when I, I remember the exact moment when i realized i was stronger than my dad like we were like wrestling around and i like got him pinned him and he couldn't move and i was i was, I was like 14 15 i was like oh <laughs> oh shit is different now shit is different now dad yeah like go to my room now nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's different you know you got leverage you got mad leverage i get i grant you that dad you got house and you got you know you're gonna pay for stuff like i get it you got leverage but you know if it came down to it dad like we all know what would happen here <laughs> and he, he didn't like that no there's no way you could like no, that he didn't like that at all no that wasn't like his favorite moment having to acknowledge the passing of the the masculine torch but i mean i think just like being there with them teaching them right and wrong and whipping his little ass i think we still need to get your ass kicked i don't think this world can go on like that. i mean look at these dudes that the kids that shot up the walmart like are you fucking kidding me i don't know man i just think there's a lot of things like these single homes or the dads are leaving or you know the moms are trying to submit and and be play that role it, it they need it man they need like an adult mm -hmm. male strong role model to an like example, teach them man. yeah an right example. from wrong you yeah. know yeah. and like understand also like people with 
one of the things about like intelligent processing like all right if you feel emasculated if you feel powerless if you feel like there's nothing you can do that's going to internalize rage yes and when you have rage internalized and you have no outlet for it because you're doing nothing physical you're not expressing it emotionally it's going to compound and that's the potentiality for some really gnarly shit to happen right and like but but like if you're if people are like encouraged to express that in however way you know and also let people know like hey like if all you've all that's happened is you've been bullied and bullied and bullied and you haven't stood up for yourself like it honestly it doesn't matter if you get your ass whipped like the 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 feeling of the feeling that you'll have if you stand up for yourself and like somebody's bullying you and you go fuck you yeah and like just go at them just fucking sprint like street jesus you know straight at fucking ben Askren, like sprint that way maybe you get dusted yeah but you know what you're gonna come back and you're gonna be like proud of your damn self sure you know and like whoever whoever fucked with you they may whoop your ass but in some way they're gonna be a little bit proud of you too they're gonna be like <laughs> that kid's fucking crazy he just charged the three of us right you know what i mean like and and i think that's the and that's the thing that that's part of being a man it's not about oh i gotta win it's about this is a principle and the principle is you don't cross this line yeah. or even if I have to pay the consequences, I will pay them with blood and my tears, but I'll pay them anyways because you don't say that shit to me. You don't say that shit to my girl. You don't say that shit about my mother or I'm going to try and I may fail, right? Like that's it. That's the thing. And if everybody kind of had that. If everybody had that, you know what I mean? Like yep. that's that's pretty much like the line. And then you look at like we're talking about these coward fucking school shooters and all these kind of people like whether that line is super far of where it grew into or whatever but like that i think that's a huge part of if that all line they, yeah is, if, if everybody would if everybody who bullied them if they would have just like even if like look those kids clearly look like they couldn't throw a punch to save their life right but like if they tried you know what like they would have released that feeling that was bottling up they would have released it and then it'd be like yeah i got my ass kicked but man, I really tried to swing yeah. on this dude. I tried, you know, and that dude, that dude doesn't, doesn't go into the insane psychopathic rage so that he needs to get guns to, which is the equalizer of that thing. Because well, his whole life he felt like a coward because he never stood exactly. up to that. And that then, grew into exactly. like him hating that became himself. became the monster. And that hated, that grew into him, you know, having no confidence and resenting everybody and blah, blah, all of that grows into whatever. But like, if you can raise a kid to make those choices, make that, distinction be that person be that role model for them i think you cut you check all of that and how term cool, growth in the butt yeah no doubt know? and how cool would it be to be the dad and your son comes back and your son's beat up but you like you know what dad like these three kids were sitting around they were bullying me and i just charged at one of them and i got that one in the nuts <laughs> first the others got me though dad you know like you'd be pissed obviously at the kids right but you'd be so proud of your you'd be so proud of your son you'd be like that's fucking awesome man yeah. like, like yeah, i know but, you're beat up but that's fucking rad but it's also my job to get him to that point but to like to also prepare him for that you know yep. what i mean like totally we were talking about it a couple months ago like can you imagine if you could go back in time and redo growing up and know have all the knowledge that you oh, have now man. bro Oh man, Bro. I had so much sex in high school. Bro. <laughs> Bro. I was the worst. I didn't get Bro. a girl. I didn't get a girl I liked till I was like 21 or 22. I would I like that's crazy cuz I didn't understand cuz I would this is what I would do. I would like be I would try so hard. Everybody would be like, "Ew." 
I'd like write them poetry and like fucking pick them flowers from the street. I was like a, this romantic, like, ah. And they're like, ew. And right. I was like, how come this doesn't work? And then like the girl, the girl that I didn't really like that much that I wasn't trying that hard with would be like, I love you, man. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll be together. But I was like, I was over. I was yeah. like a zero percent. And I think about that and it's like, it's just things that you learn, like how not, because I was, I was lying and the girls knew it. I was trying so hard that i didn't really actually feel that way i was like over trying so people realize that and so you like learn stuff like that and if you could learn go back and do that and then playing basketball learn how to do that yeah, playing life like playing life be like the captain of everything the you know what i mean <laughs> the valedictorian straight a student i'd be banging my teacher like it'd be <laughs> fucking i would just run that shit run that shit but so if i have obviously not to that extent but like it was it's my it's our duty to teach our kids all of those tricks so that they can do it you know what i mean as much as possible yeah i'm stuck on the kid thing so i'm gonna see my kids <laughs> nah, in a man, couple it's, weeks it's the it's the, it's the truth to try and pass on you know what I'm saying? to try and pass on as much as we can but the problem is the kids are gonna have to touch the hot skillet to know that it's hot too and that's so that for you guys as parents you know i'm not in i'm not a parent so i'm speaking hypothetically from them but for you guys to love and forgive your kids when you tell them it's hot and you're like hey man it's really hot and they're like uh-huh whatever dad and then they go grab it and you're like fucking kid like i told you but they're gonna have to do that you yeah know? Like my boy he loves putting his fingers in the light socket <laughs> loves it i tell him no no get him moving away from it here's laugh think it's funny as shit and walk by and put his finger in and looks at me and i'm up i'm almost like fuck it put your tongue in there go ahead you know what i mean let's so it's dude here's what you need to do you need to get like one of those little duracells that isn't plugs. actually a little zapper and then like put it in one and be like let him touch it and just have it be enough yeah so it's not like the haul the volts of the house. <laughs> but always, which, which could turn them into guys, Harry they Potter. Have, yeah, they have, which right? could they have be plugs. a bonus. It's a little, it's a little sticker-like thing. A plug goes right over the the uh -huh. cover. Problem solved. Uh -huh. no, no shocking necessary. <laughs> That's also. He's like, just do it a little bit. You know? it's just, just, it's enough. Shocking, <laughs> okay. just enough. <laughs> or yeah, okay. Put I'm, the I'm, put the plug condoms I'm, on. I'm, I'm with you with the just enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i always like that um yeah i think going back to that same thing though like if you have the courage to do the thing even if you fail it doesn't matter like it, it really doesn't matter like if it's your business thing if it's your you know talking to that person you want to talk to if it's a friend that you want to talk to if it's a sport you want to do like it doesn't matter if you fail like you don't regret the times that you tried and failed you regret the times like man i wonder what it would have been like if i talked to that girl or i wonder what it would have been like if i actually wrote that thing or did this thing sure. or whatever like we always screw up we're gonna screw up perpetually our whole life but if we try like we feel we feel pretty good about it you know what i mean like i remember even even in even when it came to like fighting like i remember some of the most heartbreaking moments were all right i'll tell you a heartbreaking moment i don't even want to tell this man <laughs> i don't even want to tell this this one fucks me up still i think i've blocked it out of my memory okay so i just meet whitney I just meet Whitney. I'm with her in Washington, D.C. She just wins Miss United States, right? So we're out like celebrating. Well, she she got like, it, she got second, but then they, the first, I don't know, it's a whole story. But anyway, she like, she finished second at the time. She then became Miss United States sure. very quick, quickly after, whatever. 
fact checkers that's that's what happened uh but anyway so she's out which people are driving most crazy yeah (laughs) okay so fact checkers (laughs) there's the story uh so then anyway so we're out in dc and we're celebrating because you know second place she's a runner-up and it was like it was still awesome she's not a beauty queen by nature and we're in this club in dc and there's this i'm fucking i'm feeling it right now (laughs) fucking feeling it right now this dude is she's wearing a dress this dude's sitting on the couch and he i wasn't looking and he goes and he puts his hand under her dress and just grabs her pussy grabs it it's a quick donald trump moment just a just a full-on and and he was just sitting on the and he's this pudgy dude he's just like pudgy five six like little pudgy fuck and like i look like whitney was like Whitney kind of told me the story because I don't think she wanted me to go like, yeah. but she told me enough for me to know. And I, I like, I had that instinct then to just slap the shit out of him. Like it, like the full, right. at the hot, like the, as hard as I could, just slap the shit out of him. Fuck the consequences. But I just said some shit to him and I left. I just I was like, fuck you, man. Like, don't ever fucking do that. And I was like, we're out of here. But I didn't do anything. And it haunted you? It haunts me now. It haunts me now. It haunts me hearing about it. It haunts me. Like uh. that shit fucking haunts me. Uh. You know? And like, because there that was a situation. Yeah, for sure I'd be that, in jail. <laughs> that yeah. was a situation. Even he wasn't, he wasn't, even if I just slapped him like something, you know, like like hit it, like he had to be hit. Like he had to be hit. And so that situation haunts me. Fast forward, or actually rewind. There was another situation. Fortunately, this one, I don't even, I would have fucking probably jumped off a building if I didn't do anything with this one. So around a car, I've told this story before, but around the car, there's four guys. Caitlin, who was my fiance at the time, goes around to the passenger side. People are shit talking shit back and forth. They're like throwing pizza toppings on my car. Caitlin's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'll put my meat where I want, bitch. And Caitlin's like, don't disrespect my boyfriend. And, And then the guy takes her. And like grabs her hair and slams her face first into the car. So slams her face first into the car and crumples. And there's four of them and they're big. And like that moment, I like went fucking, I don't even know how I got around the backside of the car. I might have gone Dukes of Hazard or I might have just ran across. Like I was so blunt and I just hit that guy who hit her like as hard as I could. And then the fight was on. Like Caitlin jumped sure. on one of them and then I was fighting two of them which I wasn't like super Bruce Lee style because he definitely clipped me really hard <laughs> behind the right ear. But I like ended up like coming to, like I don't have a lot of memory of it, but I come to standing up in the street and like where'd they go and the valets are like, they all ran that way. I was like, fuck you guys, thanks for helping. Yeah. You know, I like, appreciate you letting me fucking go at it for a couple minutes with these fucking idiots. But at the same time, you know what? Like I was mad that my homies weren't there and we didn't finish them, but I knew that I knew that I did I did everything I could at sure. that point, right? Like I flew around the car. You could sleep on it. I hit that guy in the jaw as hard as I could. And like, that was the right thing to do. And that didn't haunt, that didn't haunt me. In fact, actually look, check this out. Grab that thing. There's a, the framed thing from in there. So actually like, I was so, I was so, it was such a, like a, a moment that I actually like my, Caitlin made this thing for me. So this was, this was the shirt I was wearing which is like a fucking shirt. And then the next day we go out to eat and I'm like a little, I got like obviously post fight. 
And there's somebody scribbled on the wall behind my head where right where I was going to get a burger, it just said a good fight <laughs> on the wall. Look at this. I'm like, what are the chances of that? It's pretty rad. That's pretty rad. Pretty so that rad. was like, that was the moment of like, that was the moment where I had the opposite encounter, right? And it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I guess... I guess the thing is, at that point, there's certain principles that you have to be willing to pay is the Is this the lumberjack for. shirt you were wearing? <laughs> yeah, I was wearing some, but it was like gauzy and tight. You would have hated me. It was all gauzy and tight, and I probably was wearing some fucking Ed Hardy other shit. I don't know. This was back in the days where you put sparkles on your shirt. Sure. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, point being. I get those days all the time. <laughs> Not to that extent, but just. I had an incident with the manager at a Dick Sporting Goods that my man Joe Schilling had to tell me to let's just go ahead and leave. And it still haunts me the whole drive home. <laughs> I was like, I just want to turn around and go fuck that dude up. Yeah. So just like I I get those all the time, but I have to yeah. turn turn I, the other way out. And there's there, there's different degrees of them. Sure. There's different degrees. There's like I mean the someone, girlfriend thing. Someone yeah, grabs yeah, someone crazy. grabs your girlfriend's pussy. Yeah. That that's a degree. That's a degree that's clearly over the line. Like you can't really argue that with yourself. You know, like you gotta be willing to spend the night in jail or whatever whatever happens. Well, I don't think that even goes through your mind at that point. You're just murder. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Like that's that's typically, but I have a very active mind where I'm like something happens and even in the moment I see this tree of possibilities and it's like, okay, well here I am in DC and I don't want to fucking go to DC prison or get sued or blah blah blah. I have this whole tree of possibilities. Doesn't matter though. None of those things mattered at that point. Sure. Like some people may be listening, like, oh Aubrey, you did the right thing, man. Just walk away. I just I just can't quite agree with that. Like I kind of feel like there's certain lines that people can't cross and it's okay to have physical boundaries to do that. It's like why they allow fighting in hockey. Like hockey would be a shit sport if you had a little fucking scrum and you couldn't just throw yeah. the gloves down and say stop it. Which, which stop fucking cross-checking now. They're at yeah. that point now. So like there's a there's certain physical boundaries that I think should be respected. And as long as you try and if you pay the consequences like it wouldn't have been that bad, you know, if I would have just slapped the guy. Maybe I get a fucking assault ticket. Maybe I get nothing. Maybe no, nothing happened. Yeah. Probably nothing happened. If you would have just slept that guy in the back of his head, like right, right there, I would have slapped him. Right you guys could have walked out. You'd have been all fucking. Yeah. But anyways, I guess that's the that's the moral for our kids. It's a moral for all of us. Like, know when it is the moment. Know when it is the moment where you just you, the the principle is more important than the consequence like the principle of trying the principle of doing it the principle of like of the thing is really more important but those probably. people listening that are saying you did the right thing walking away they they probably never been put in that situation right like they don't have the do or die feeling you know mm -hmm. like you, and you did you and know? obviously it wasn't the right thing for you it's haunted you ever since i you still know I mean? see it that might be the right face. thing for somebody else but it was it, so it happened, wide and fat learned from it and now you know that bothers you that yes, you need to do more me, so for sure boom growth growth yeah I I'd, have, so. I'd have been in jail they'd for sure i'd be telling the story from <laughs> i can't, I can't from even imagine angle. i can't even imagine that happening it's a it's a yeah there's certain there's certain things there's certain things that are just that are just there and uh yeah i i mean i haven't thought about that story in a fucking minute but well we brought, we brought it back brought it back i mean I so, so it's like clearly like larry let's be let's be impartial let's look at so i have a fear of consequences and a, and a worry that kept me from having the principles that i needed to have obviously there's a certain level where caitlin got like hit where i didn't think about it at all 
but like sexually groped all right you know whitney was gonna be and i that was somehow 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 in my mind the fear of consequences was more important than doing the right thing and that's why that's why it haunts me it's whenever fear whenever fear wins like because that was why why didn't i do that it wasn't fear that i was going to get beat up this dude was particularly not going to beat me up (laughs) like but it was fear of the consequence so fear fear trumped my choice to do what was right and that's the thing that i think for any man like that's the thing that we all have to work on because fear is a motherfucker and fear will get us it'll prevent us from doing the right thing in a million ways or the and wrong it, thing yes yeah, that's why there's fear right sometimes or sometimes it's sometimes it's wise like maybe thursday when i let go a little earlier than i'm supposed to because i'm fearful that i'm 200 feet in the air you know <laughs> <laughs> getting pulled behind the <laughs> helicopter <laughs> it could be a good thing yeah, it, it could, could be, be the a right. good thing for sure it could be the so right you have thing. to discern you have to discern whether that fear is helpful or whether that fear is like putting you down a bad path as you're listening to myself and cowboy and joe just hang out and talk with each other you can tell that there's a friendship there's an affinity there's a community yeah i'm not a combatant i don't participate in combat sports they bring that specific element to the conversation but they're part of a community and a community that i understand and a friendship that i understand and that's really one of the beautiful things that the fit for service mastermind is developing into these are people that are forming a community a friendship a bond where you can literally talk about anything and the backbone of that is our personal growth and the personal growth that's dedicated to being of service to the rest of the world. Well, to be of service to the rest of the world, you have to be fit for service. That means physically fit, that means mentally fit, that means emotionally fit, and spiritually fit. And that's what the Fit for Service Mastermind is all about. We're opening up the fourth quarter, which is about being spiritually fit, to new applicants who want to apply. And anybody interested who wants to join this mastermind for that quarter, and perhaps even beyond into the next year, please apply and check it out. I mean, this community is something that's really revolutionized. What I want to be a part of for the rest of my life that I can see is forming these communities where everybody supports each other, where you can mention literally everything and know that you have people who are gonna be there with open hearts, with open mind, with advice. And not only that, we're bringing in the best coaches, the best teachers, the best guides, myself, everything that I've learned from all the failures and successes so I really encourage you guys to check that out. Go to aubreymarcus.com slash fit for service and apply if you're interested. And if you're a good fit for the group, you're going to hear from us and we'd love to have you on the inside. So please, if this calls to you in any way, go to aubreymarcus.com slash fit for service. What's the feeling when you guys walk, what's the feeling when you guys walk out now? I mean, you guys are like veteran, veteran. How do you feel, Joe? Man. I think that that moment they stage you in the back and then you walk is like I always say that's like we make or break the fight right there. But uh, man, lately, probably f- my last like f- five fights, six fights probably, I've had my voice, my my voice, my son's voice in my head. Man, I go talking about my kids again. Weirdo. Um, Let's my tear son, up so my son's like a huge fan of me. Come right? on, Sling Bag, let's uh-huh. tear it up a little bit. <laughs> and uh, fucking he always, uh, 
he's like obsessed with he can tell you who i fought when i fought if i won if i lost or whatever and uh he'll like not talk shit but he'll bring up like my losses he'll be like oh don't worry about you know that guy beat you or whatever and uh i always think about like right before i walk out now it's like there's no way i'm going home to that little boy who's gonna tell me that, you know, this mm -hmm. guy beat you or whatever but like <laughs> ever, ever that gets you properly yeah, for sure that gets you properly fired up. that doesn't push you past is is there a point where like you're actually too mad because i've seen that with a lot of fighters i, like, I used I actually, to fight that way like where you're just too mad and so you're not as good yeah well i think that was like fear like i was so the way I dealt with fear was to get super, super angry. And like, even if I wasn't trying to be like my whole aura and like everybody would like stay the fuck away from Joe, he's pissed, but mm -hmm. it, it wasn't, I don't think it really helped me. It was That's a, just your look. That it's was a reaction look. to, to like the fear that I had or whatever. But it could have been you smoking cigarettes in your hand wraps too out there. I don't know. Did that, did that ever happen? Or is that just the legend of Joe Schilling? No. Yeah. I always, I always go have a smoke before the fight. <laughs> always. And, uh, yeah, that was true. That story was from when I had that uh, glory tournament where it was multiple fights per night. I was going out and having a cigarette between fights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all have our vices. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it calmed me down. It's probably performance enhancing, to be honest. You know? Yeah, well, Nick I'm all pumped up from a fight, and I go, have a cigarette. All right, I got this. Let like, it go. Well, one more. You got this. One more fight. All right, fuck it. You know, go inside and handle yeah. it. Yeah, that's an interesting thing, fighting multiple times in a single night. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think obviously you see that it's, it's about that zone of, cause I've seen, you know, I'm friends with, um, I'm friends with Cody Garbrandt and we're really tight and I've been with him out there prepping for, and when he was, when he's normally, when he's fighting, like when he fought Dom, homie was relaxed. Homie was like, so relaxed. He's like dancing, like having the time of his life. When he fought TJ, he was mad, right? He was fucking angry and angry Cody is not nearly as fucking dominant as like chill i'm gonna dance and make fun of you and pull my fake tattoo guns off of my fake right. Uh, body right. and shoot like yosemite sam like that cody is is a scary dangerous motherfucker but the other one is also scary dangerous but it's the skill the skill that it gets lost in the in the rage in the rage you know and i think that's the same with everything like if if you allow emotions to ride that high you're probably not going to be doing anything your best <laughs> it's a scary bitch back there scary bitch back there so yeah. what do you do what's your what's your thing how do you get in, how do you get in the sweet spot uh i don't know i haven't figured it out yet because i'm still trying every time it's different every time i think i got it nicked figured out then it doesn't work the next time it was weird the um the fight i had with um who was the young kid? What was his name? Hernandez. Hernandez. Um, I remember walking. They let me walk out of the tunnel early, past the curtain, and the fucking crowd went nuts. And I was like, "Fuck it, motherfucker!" Like mm -hmm. you know, and it like it like fired me up. I was so ready. Like I don't know how to explain that. It just like I was like, "Yep, let's go," you know. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes i'm back there and i just cannot find it like um who's the next guy we fought Ferguson? no the al laquinta man i was back there with these guys and like man i this is gonna be a long night you know like it's gonna be a long night man i just cannot find second gear just grinding can't mm. and i don't know what the the magic is i wish i could i wish i had the answer i don't know it's it's just different you know and 
That's interesting. Yeah. Trying to like, trying to, because like right now, if you told me I could go out and fight, I'd be fucking stoked. I'd go out there and fight. Right. But it's like knowing I have like September 14th and then you count down the days, then you make the weight and then you have the whole day to just hang out. And then Saturday morning is fight day and you're like, fuck, do I feel is today the day? Mm. You know, like, do I, are all my pistons firing today? But they, they say you train to beat someone on your worst day. I don't know how much truth is that, but mm. just back there in, in the locker room and everything has, you, you see these guys like they, Joe will put on some Merle Haggard, mama tried, try to get me fired up, you know, and they try to say things. And we're all like playing like a balancing act, trying to get him going. But like, he's super, talks about himself one way. He's talking about he couldn't find second gear and couldn't find it and Alec went to fight, which was a five yard round, complete fucking destruction. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So So it worked out all right. Yeah, it worked out all right. And that and that <laughs> night. But there's probably <laughs> nights there's probably nights where you're right that you couldn't find second gear and it didn't go so well. Well and then there's nights like um El Kukui. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get in there. Like I was I was telling you normally like the nights leading up to the fight, I'm like a train wreck laying in bed like oh can't sleep all worried and i remember i came down to these guys the morning after weigh-ins like man i slept great and i'm worried that i'm not worried yeah right like trying to find something to worry about i was i love i was pumped on that fight. i knew i was gonna go out there and throw down like bell to bell we we're gonna just go fight you know yeah. the stupid eye thing that's just what happened that's bad luck bad luck well, do you did you blow your nose? Was that what happened? I do that? that all the time. It's just like my thing. Like I just walk around and I'm like blow my nose. I and they're like, "You ready? Are you ready?" I was like, "Fuck yeah!" When blow my nose and <laughs> he does, that. Like, oh, he does that all the time at the ranch. It's like his nervous twitch. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then also, so just a habit because in the fight, like how you how yeah. you train is how you fight. So like that's gonna happen. And everyone says like, "Oh, you're never supposed to blow your nose when you get hit in the face." Nobody remembers that. And no one fighting my whole career. And all the people that say that, I've never seen that shit happen before. Have you ever been punched in the face? Like I want to ask these guys, "Oh, you know better than that." Like, bitch, have you ever? Have you had that scenario? Have you been punched in the face? And then had to stand there looking across the guy like and get ready to go into battle again? No, motherfucker. You know you can't. So it's just. Those people make me so mad. The, inst- <laughs> the Instagram commenters drive me fucking crazy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, there's, it's funny watching some people react to them. Like I'm like, the worst. I give, I, <laughs> they get me in an argument every time, and then like I end up having to like allow them to win by deleting the comments so they can't keep going. But like, man, they get me every time. Right, you should I'm have like, to oh, put, you you put your, your home address. We we need to yeah. do a show like that. Like, oh, are you? Uh, Dick face thirty seven. Telling you, just do a show like that. <laughs> Says here. Yeah, yeah. That's like a that's like a little trap. They're just fishing. Yeah, and they for catch, sure. They catch you every time. Yeah, they get. They got, you, they got your bait. They always. They get know, me. like, oh, Joe. Joe's gonna bite on this one. Yeah. You just put the squid out, and he's gonna fucking. And I don't think go I just drop the heat. Like, oh yeah, I got him. And then like, another comment. Another comment. Another comment. Fuck. Yeah. Unwinnable battles. Yeah. So yeah, I'm scared to death, man. I'm fucking crazy. But I'm getting better, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's scary. It's scary in that case. Of course. It's the most vulnerable it's the most vulnerable position I think a man can put themselves in. Right. Gen- because all right, you have your it's just you. You have the consequences of your health. You have the consequences of your career. You have your identity as an athlete. And you have all of that all happening at the same time. Like how how is that not gonna bring up the deepest emotions that you have 
Like it's going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going sure. to. Like you're gonna. Ha- you have to sort some shit out. To it's like, got to be the most stressful job on the planet, I think, because it's the pre- the amount of pressure and stress and worry and possibility is mm-hmm. overwhelming. And like everybody's different. Like I'm, it's not scary for me backstage, like it is for Donald. Like Donald's thing is different. Someone else is different than mine. But it's all of us are dealing with the same issues, the same worries, the same sickness, the same soreness, the same breakdown, the same pressure, and uh, yeah, it's it's the reaction to that of uh, how we react to that, mm. right? How we learn from the last time, how yeah. we learn from dealing with all of that stuff. All right, so check. Let me ask you this: so, like, with all that pressure and all that fear, like, it sucks to lose. Sure, it sucks to lose, but when you're actually in that point where you've lost i've you know i've lost in many different things in business life relationship all kinds of things like usually when you're in that position when you lost it's not as bad as probably you were afraid of the whole time you know is, yeah. is that is that kind of true like it's it's obviously sucks it's probably the worst thing to lose at out of anything like it's, it's way worse than losing in a basketball game for sure yeah but like nonetheless like when you're in the reality of the thing the fear that you had about what that reality would be like the probably the fear was a lot greater than the reality of like what you're actually like all right well fuck here i am yeah i don't know man it sucks I, it, it like, sucks it's so like f- for you say it's different than basketball but like the uh the consequences of losing in a fight or like what we're doing is like our manhood our pride our financial our, our finances our ability to take care of, of family bills all this stuff taking a step backwards what is this what is this loss going to cost me for the next sponsors year, right? and fucking everything you know what i mean and it's it's 100 percent on you you know what i mean like there's it's, no it's no there's nothing there's you. literally nothing in the world that has that you can have that great of consequence and be that vulnerable right. but that yeah, means vulnerability that means the, the most vulnerable that means sure. that you're gonna you're gonna that's why you're that's why there's so much fear and anticipation leading up to it i would imagine right because the consequences are the consequences touch every part of your life like every part of your life a win or a loss dictates but then i don't know man i, I guess i'm fishing i'm fishing for the idea that knowing that when you're actually in it you just fucking deal with it like it's like all right sometimes when you're in there you enter that flow state man and it is incredible it is like it's like you can't you couldn't you can't go wrong Mm. you make shit up throw it and it fucking lands you're like woo everyone's like what the hell was that you're like i don't know but it was fucking cool (laughs) you know like you just you enter this flow and i i Talk about stuff on you don't think about yeah uh-huh. it feels like you're literally playing a video game with yourself from a third person and it's insane and that's got to be the best it's it is it's the coolest thing ever it's like the, the coolest flow state i could ever talk about being in you know like yeah. it's unbelievable it can't even put words to it because you're literally like jump like i feel like i'm playing myself in a third person and i see myself in a third person while i'm in the fight it's insane and there's only been a handful of fights it's actually happened in and i love it man it's cool it's awesome crazy, yeah it's crazy. like that fight uh fight we have that clip up in the gym uh where you hit that like five hit combination yeah. it was like killer instinct in that yeah. bitch just fucking this crazy combination to yeah, finish and you and you just it's one of those things that you don't think about. You just do, like you, like I'd be pushing the buttons, like 
you know, and it just happens. Everything flows. And then there's some fights where you cannot get, you're like so concentrated on everything else and you can't even jab. You forget how to kick, how to like, it's, I don't know. And I imagine other people um, with other sports running this problem too all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never had the opportunity to sit down and talk with like a professional athlete of, of another sport, like deep, you know, like really get in their mind. But um, you talk about like the mushrooms and, and the DMT and I've never done any drug ever in my entire life ever. And I did DMT for the first time with you, <laughs> you know, and it was like, wow. And that was like the closest to that flow state I've ever felt in my mm -hmm. life. Like seeing yourself from a third person. Right. Yeah. And it was like incredible. And now I enjoy mushrooms. Like I, I do. It's something that, you know, we sit around the ranch and take a heroic dose and, and I'm like a sick fuck because last time me and Jafari did them, <laughs> we were around the campfire. I was like, we're going tonight's heroic dose night, right? <laughs> and for all you don't know what a heroic dose is, it's like when you think you ate a bunch and then you just eat twice that many. Five grams is real <laughs> Five grams. Is, Five grams dried yeah. is heroic dose. And um, I remember they started like, what's weird about mushrooms is I could eat a mushroom right now and then almost instantly you your mind starts playing you into the the feeling because you've been there before yeah, right right so i remember sitting around the fire and everyone got real red and dark and i was like fuck yeah this is a bad trip i'm happy <laughs> i'm about to go on a bad trip and in jafari and plato and all the other guys had the same thing uh -huh. and they fucking vanished to their rooms and hid under the beds because it was like a <laughs> but i was like Oh fuck yes! Like <laughs> the twistedness in my mind, I was so excited to like finally enjoy like a bad trip, and then it enjoy it, a bad trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but yeah, that's like the that means it probably wasn't that it, bad. No, it wasn't you bad. Spo you yeah. spoiled the bad. Spoiled these it. guys. They preserved the badness <laughs> yeah. by running from it. You run from a bad trip, it's going to be like a bear that chases you down and eats you asshole first. That bad <laughs> trip is coming for you. And it's just but. That's like the closest thing you can get to to like entering that flow state. And I remember I was up with a bunch of guys at the X Games up in uh, up in Aspen at a at a dinner table, and I was like, "Hey man, do you guys know where I could like get some mushrooms?" And they're like, "What? You microdose?" And I was like, "Well, no, I'm just like kind of reading about it and learning." And my buddy Joe Schilling's trying to talk me into it, <laughs> and they're like, "Man, we've never competed in the last X Games without being on mushrooms." And I was wow. like, "What?" Like you're hucking massive air and backflips on mushrooms, and there, and then they, I would just talk to him about it. Like these, this is the first time I really spoke with another athlete, except for my man Joe. It's just that's a totally different thing because he's like trying to get me to do drugs with him. You know, that's how, like they, that's like my mindset. You know, <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah, Joe. He sometimes I'm sure, has yeah. bad well, advice. Yeah. Well, I'm just so, saying, you know, he's, good, he's got good advice. I'm just he's got saying, bad like, advice. Yeah, yeah, that's, Joe. I'm sure that's part of being Joe's friend. I'm yeah, sure they're sure fun and great. Is. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> sure, but Joe. but when I seen these guys all at this dinner table. And they're like they're light, like little light bulbs on their head, like, wow, you're you're you want to try a micro? Like, we don't ever compete without them. I'm like, fuck, you guys are hucking 80 feet gaps while throwing backflips and you do it on mushrooms. And then we just started talking about it. And I was like, man, there's gotta be something to this. And uh so yeah, that's there's no doubt about it. I mean, look, I'm I'm not at any of their levels, but I tell people that some of the best times of my life have been skiing on mushrooms. Right. And people are like, that's dangerous, bro. I'm like, 
you don't understand how good I am right. when I'm yeah, on mushrooms. Right. Like, I'm not imagining that I'm good. People think like, people think when they, oh, it's just a hallucinogen. You're just imagining shit, bro. No, man. I'm fucking skiing the best of my life. Like, yeah. I promise you I my am. My balance is impeccable. Impeccable, right? right? Like, and I'm like, just taking everything in. I'm like, if I'm feeling the other people on the mountain, I'm like, Dude. with it. I'm just like, that, I know I'm better. That I know I'm better at archery. Everything I've tried you know, I've been better, except for maybe sex. Right. That gets a little, that can get a little weird and you yeah. can get like sidetracked and be yeah. like, wait, what were we doing? <laughs> yeah. So that's a risky yeah. one. But other than that, like even in archery, like even when I was out in, uh, I was out with Joe Rogan and we were bear hunting at bear camp. And so I would take a small dose of mushrooms as we were practicing yeah. shooting. And I was like winning archery <laughs> contests against people who are far better than me. You know, and these things just because I was like, I'm fucking on it. Like I'm flow stage. Exactly. See, I'm so relaxed. It definitely doesn't help me with shooting. The one day I microdosed and went with skeet shooting, I could not shoot anything. Let's, so that's, let's, let's say, just clear that up right now, though. You're not really a strong shooter <laughs> to begin with. But I got worse. It didn't matter what I started. <laughs> well, that might have been because it got in your head. You know, like you yeah. were like, you started missing, and then the mushrooms were like, Hey Joe, you fucking and suck. You at got like a couple, a couple good days of sleep with no alcohol. Like your body was in kind of a weird, <laughs> the weird shit. Yeah, like, like, whoa, what is all this regular? You know? like, <laughs> it, was, it was good food, <laughs> some right. healthy plants rather than some of the other things. Yeah, I didn't understand what was going on. You can't blame the mushrooms, man. It's not fair. Take it back. Yeah. Say sorry to mushrooms for that. And maybe I'm just not that great of a shot. <laughs> uh yeah but that's that's a it's an interesting it's an interesting phenomenon realizing like realizing what the potential of these things are and like not demonizing them you know i think everybody who calls them drugs like okay like go for it like call it a drug and sure. i guess you can fucking watch scooby-doo and make it a drug and have like a, a not but like you can also also use in the right dose at the right time it can be powerfully healing and transformative like the like the research has shown can also produce the best time in your life dude check this fucking thing out i'm with i can't can't give his name but i'm with a super bowl winning quarterback mm -hmm. and we're just talking about psychedelics and all kinds of stuff and he, and he finally at the end of the conversation he goes hey man you know i want that super bowl right and i was like yeah i know you want the super bowl and uh and he goes you know what's better taking mushrooms on the beach with my friends and i was like that's better than winning the super bowl and he's like yep and i was like damn like you, you can hardly imagine something better than winning a Super Bowl. Like if you're a, if you're a right. dude, like well, you guys have that. Like knocking yeah. somebody out, whatever. Blah. You guys get the, you guys are like the closest. But other than that, for most people, winning a Super Bowl, you would think it would be like the peak experience of your life. And he's like, Nah, bro. Like peak experience of my life is like I was on the beach with my friends and we did some mushrooms. We were fucking swimming and jet skiing and laughing, and it was the best day of my life. Yeah, I don't know too many people that do mushrooms. Are like, God, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah no well right i mean if they I do the, if they do the wrong dose with the wrong people and the wrong set and the wrong setting and the wrong idea it can be a bad Where experience the, I, I want those I people like... i want the wrong setting the wrong people and the wrong dose because i want to go donald there. i'm your huckleberry son <laughs> i'm your huckleberry let's go let's go, That's let's what go. All right. i want to go dark i want to okay, i want to there's other there. options too. We I got wanna, ayahuasca. Wanna, we yeah. got a boga. A boga will no, tell see, you. No, see, the ayahuasca, that's at zero interest to me. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. Yeah, the throwing up yeah. shit and then yep. make yourself poisonally sick, that sounds like no fun to me. Oh, that's know? just that's just the good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, see, no. That's the good stuff. <laughs> that's the good stuff. That's 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 the stuff you got to figure out. Oh, yeah. You know, another thing, you know, the thing that was funny, 
this is, this is getting this podcast now getting personal um all right so you know me and wit split sure and we we did a small mushroom dose after we split like three weeks after we split to uh to celebrate our our friend's birthday it was a mutual friend and it's her birthday and she wanted everybody she was like no alcohol i want everybody to drop in on a mushroom dose well instead of celebrating her birthday everybody was like going around saying nice things and whatever me and wit just start crying just like bawling in a in a pile yeah. together right because the mushrooms were accessing all of these feelings of grief and loss and sure it was really really healing it was like a beautiful healing experience wasn't exactly what you know our girlfriend was anticipating sure, was she wanted going to be our participation yeah. right is just us crying in the corner and sobbing to each other but then all right so we, we bounce out of that we both feel really good we both feel really healed and then <laughs> i go i walk over to uh we go transition into the pool party part of the day so she's going to put on her bikini and she goes she takes off her clothes and i see her naked and i'm still on mushrooms and i get this feeling of lust in my stomach that comes up yeah. and i'm like oh god oh no like i'm oh no and that feeling was so strong and i knew like we're split up like i can't do anything about it i can't like go grab her and like right. take her to bed so I go outside, like, I got to get rid of this feeling. It's too strong. Like, I feel it in all my stomach, my chest. So I go out and I start, I try to puke. I try to, like, puke it out. I try to, like, vomit and, like, get that feeling out of myself so I can, like, move on with the day because it was completely overwhelming. Like, the mushrooms heightened that experience and expanded it sure. from what a normal, oh, wow, she looks good, to, like, holy shit, yeah. you know? And so I get out and I'm puking and I get this voice. You know, you get that wisdom voice from the mushrooms. And it goes... Yeah, keep on puking, son. Good luck with that. <laughs> Puke all you want. You're never getting rid of that feeling. So just learn to live with it. And I'm just puking, like spitting up in the grass. And then you just start laughing. I was like, Welp, I tried. I tried. I, just... I tried, but there's certain things you can't purge. Yeah. They're purge. just deep. They're deep in the animal. They're deep. They're way deep in the animal. And no matter how many times you try to puke or shit them out, you know, you can't change who you are, Joe. They're deep, they're deep in the animal. You know what I'm saying? Some shit's just deep in the animal. Yeah. That's funny you said that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, ayahuasca. Or, you know, my first time I did DMT was... Uh, uh, I was on a, I was sitting in a, on, like a, on a couch in my old gym with my buddy Travis. And he'd been telling me about it. And he played like the some sort of not only a shaman but like some sort of music that was supposed to be good for it and uh he had like hyped it up to me to be such such a big deal that i uh my reaction to it was like so i did it like oh it's not gonna be that bad i'm gonna be fine i remember sitting in the thing <laughs> like this and just being like all tense like holding on to something you know and i had this overwhelming like voice in my head it started like uh you get like the tingles everywhere of course and I start feeling like there's definitely something going on, but I'm like holding on, like I'm not gonna do it, like it's not gonna work, kind of a vibe. And uh, I had this overwhelming voice in my head saying, you know, just let go, just let go. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna let go. It's just let go, let go. And I'm like, I'm like this. And at one point, it, was, it like pushed me. I'm like, let go. And when I let, when I did like figuratively let go, it was like on the movie Fast and Furious where he hits the nitrous button and all the lights yeah. go flying, zooming by, and it goes, but like. So it's all shooting by, and then I'm, but I'm going inward, like into myself, into my body, and I was in like a, it was like being on the inside of your, of your body, like floating around, and it was, it was very like, water esque or whatever, uh -huh. and I end up, in this boardroom, 
and there's all like the like figures of my my body or whatever like my nervous system my whatever wow. whatever and they were all man it's so crazy um there were seahorses and the the head guy and my body was a rastafarian seahorse and he's like <laughs> they're they're all and it's like a boardroom table right like a corporate uh -huh. meeting kind of thing and i come in and they're all like super happy <laughs> could to see you me. see like, you or you were just seeing all of them i just saw all of them like i like was in there on the inside oh, yeah so weird my body and uh the guy's like a Rastafarian seahorse. He's all happy to see me. He's like, yo, Joe, 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 how are you, brother? Yo, Joe's here. And everybody's so happy. They're like, oh, what <laughs> They're all so happy to see me. Like, yeah, Joe's here. <laughs> Swear to God. And uh, and then they're like, you know, what can we do for you? And I was like, oh, you know, I, uh, he's like, we can change anything you want. I was like, oh, I had a knee surgery years back. You know, if you guys could help me with that. And he's like, oh, Tyrone, could you help Joe with his knee, brother? <laughs> whatever, whatever. And then... Uh, I forget what I asked him, but I asked him something, and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Joe, brother, we can't change who you are, man." <laughs> and then I like drifted back into that's whatever. that's the truth. That's that Popeye. I am. Yeah. I am who I am. I yeah. am what I am. You know, like there's certain parts of the animal that I think, and it all ties back into what we're saying. There's certain parts of the animal that are just parts of the animal, and we can either like we got to respect that we're riding a horse, and that horse is our body. And we can train the horse and we can train our mind and we can be like a good rider, but we better love the horse. Sure. You know, because it is it is what it is, you know. And for those of you who haven't tried DMT, obviously this we've been very pro psychedelics. Be mindful. <laughs> like be mindful, don't be stupid, like be careful about all the different things. There's definitely, you know, it's definitely not all, always the right time and it's not always blah all the things, like know that. Be be sensible. But when you do DMT, like you know you know that there's something different that was happening. It's For like, sure. if you really do it, like you're like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. This is a feeling that like it, you can't describe. Like no one can talk about, again, like I was saying, like just describe an avocado. Well, you can get a lot closer to describing an avocado than you can describing what a strong DMT experience is like. That was the closest I've ever been to being scared like I'm in a fight. Yeah. I remember... Yeah, sitting around the campfire, you talk about it. And I'm like, and then what happens? And, <laughs> yep. and then, and like, what else? Like, how long does it last? And and because I've never done anything. Yeah. And then I remember as soon as we hit that pin, my best friend Mikey was sitting next to me, and I grab his arm, I'm like, oh shit, Mike, <laughs> fuck, I wish you were here. You know, he's like, I'm trying to get there, past it. You know what I mean? It was just, it was funny, but yeah, it was. That's the scariest I've ever been. Like preparing, preparing for that moment. And like whatever he described to you was probably not what you had or how you, you know what I mean? I almost tell people like, don't, don't talk to anybody else about it first. Just do it. Cause like their experience like makes you, you ever see something and you describe like you saw a car accident and you, the police come and you tell them what, what happened or whatever. Your memory, it goes away from what mm -hmm. you actually saw and it becomes what you told whoever, yeah. you know what I mean? That whether you describe it as, but you know, I had like that. So I was like, man, every time I, I do a DMT, I'm going to go talk to the seahorse. I can't fucking wait. You know, and then the next time I did it, it was completely, completely different. Completely different. The next time I was like feeling the vibrations of the, of like the earth. Yeah. And you may never talk to those seahorses again. And yeah. that's the thing that you got to accept. Like it may never, it may never be, it probably won't ever be the same thing. You know, it's going to be something different. And I think that's where like Terrence McKenna talks about people being nervous about psychedelics is, they work like yeah. you're some things are gonna happen you know so like your palms should be a little sweaty like you see even me at this level of i've been doing it for 20 years since my first vision quest at 18 sure. like even now before a big journey like 
I know that there's some places that this thing can go that are going to be deep, some parts of myself that are going to be revealed, some things. You know, I have a lot of experience in dealing with what would be called like the darker things of that. So that it doesn't really bother me. And you're able to, like you did, kind of transform that and be like, all right, well, we're going dark Let's today. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the way, this is the way it's going. So you do get better at that. But nonetheless, it's a real thing, like a fight or like anything else. Like you have to prepare in the way of knowing, like, okay, this is some real shit. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Word. Word. Well, let's go like a barbecue and throw some hatchets and yeah. knives and swords and shit. Have some, eat some meat. Um, you guys are the best. Thanks for dropping in. Everybody, watch watch the fights. Watch these guys do their work. And then you're gonna hopefully join the UFC at some point. Is that is that kind of the uh, is that kind I, of the idea? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm with Bellator right now, and we're you know they're treating Super me well, so yeah, yeah. So you're good there. You're good uh, ha- having having a good time fighting yeah, Bellator. I'm just, uh, you know, excited to be improving so much, and then you know working with Cowboy for the last uh, three years. Whenever his win streak started. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, not to take credit but it's just uh saying. not to take any credit i'm sure like you know his son and, and the and the sauna had a lot to do with it but the uh ever since then i've been working with we've been working with the same team and helping each other pushing each other and uh that's so yeah, important iron sharp as iron yeah, right you know like sure. getting great people getting great people around people of like mind heart and then skills that you can learn from i mean that's got to be and i'm sure vice versa you know for your bellator career cowboy has been a huge help you know sure. helping you prepare and get ready for that level too you know 100 it's a lot of fun it is it is it is it is you guys are very blessed to have one of the few experiences that are left for for humans on the planet like there's a very small percentage of people that get the opportunity to do what y'all do and that's just it's fucking cool we can all do it in our own ways but to do it in that particular way with the stakes that high and all the things that you mentioned like it's a very small amount of people in the world that get to uh, get to have that experience. So, you know, even in the dark times, yeah. you know, like that—that's something to remember. For sure. Well, good shit. Let's have some fun. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. Peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I want to let you guys know that there is an absolute revolution going on in healthcare in the United States and actually in the world. We're uncovering different ways to look at disease states. And one of the leaders in that movement is Travis Christofferson. And I have the honor of sitting down with him here in Austin at the Austin Library. We're gonna have a small intimate event and it's at curable.splashthat.com. And we're gonna be talking about how ketogenic diets and fecal transplants and all kinds of revolutionary medical treatments are going to be able to cure a lot of things that we thought might not be curable. So this is a really cool opportunity to dive into what the future of medicine looks like. So please check it out, curable.splashthat.com. There's a really limited number of seats. We're trying to make it an intimate gathering. So if you're in Austin or can come to Austin, please check that out. And once again, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I love you guys and I'll see you next week.